Welcome to the About Seth podcast, where we're talking all things Seth Godin. Welcome to part seven of eight, the second last part of my breakdown and summary of my favorite bits of Tribes by Seth Godin, subtitled, We Need You to Lead Us. Tribes is a book about the new world of small, connected, motivated groups that want to work together to create a movement. There are tribes everywhere, and they're all looking for leadership. You are a leader. We need you. Now, with the previous six sections, Tribes is written in small little chunks, so I'll hit you with the title of my favorite chunks and then give you my favorite bits from that. The first one is your micro movement, and it's the only bit in the book where we've got numbered lists, basically. So your micro movement. First is five things to do to create a micro movement. One, publish a manifesto. Make it easy for this manifesto to spread far and wide. This manifesto doesn't have to be a book. It doesn't have to be printed. It doesn't even have to be written. It's simply a mantra and a motto and a way of thinking and a way of looking at the world. It unites your tribe members and gives them a structure. Two, make it easy for your followers to connect with you. It could be watching you, listening to you, reading you, or it could be calling, emailing, messaging, or meeting with you. Three, make it easy for your followers to connect with one another. Great leaders figure out how to make little interactions between tribe members happen. Four, realize that money is not the point of any movement. Money merely enables it. The moment you try to cash out is a moment you stunt the growth of your movement. And five, do it publicly and create pathways for your followers to contribute to that process and that progress. And there are six principles for forming a micro-movement. One, transparency is really your only option. Every failure learnt this the hard way. The people who follow you aren't stupid. They can smell subterfuge a mile away. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's uh, S-U-B-T-E-R-F-U-G-E. <laughs> Two, your movement needs to be bigger than you. An author and their book doesn't constitute a movement. Changing the way people act does. Three, movements that grow thrive. Every day, they get better and more powerful. You'll get there soon enough. Don't mortgage today just because you're in a hurry. Four, movements are made most clear when compared with the status quo or to movements that work to push the other direction. Movements do less well when compared to other movements with similar goals. Instead of trying to beat them, join them. Five, exclude outsiders. Exclusion is an extremely powerful force for loyalty and attention. Who isn't part of your tribe or your movement matters almost as much as who is. And six, tearing down others is never as helpful to a movement as building your followers up. How to be wrong. Sir Isaac Newton is widely regarded as the most successful scientist and mathematician ever, yet he was completely wrong about the brand of science he spent most of his career on, alchemy. Jobs was wrong about the Apple III, wrong about the next computer, wrong about... The secret to being wrong isn't to avoid being wrong. The secret is being willing to be wrong. The secret is realizing that wrong isn't fatal. 
The only thing that makes people and organizations great is their willingness to be not great along the way. You might be wondering when Seth's going to give us the shortcuts. (laughs) You might be asking for the error-free, failure-free way to get people to do what you want without risk or fear so that you can magically change the status quo. The honest answer is there isn't an easy way. You have to risk something. But risk isn't all bad for a heretic because we're no longer burnt at the stake. The secret of leadership is simple. We'll follow. Not now, not yet. The largest enemy of change in leadership isn't a no, it's all change. That not yet lets the status quo delay the inevitable just a little longer. Change almost never fails because it's too early. It almost always fails because it's too late. There's potentially a small price to pay if you're too early, but there's a huge penalty for being too late. The longer you wait to launch, the less your effort is worth. Understanding the trick. The kids party magician has had plenty of kids yell out, I know how you do that trick, but that doesn't matter. Whatever the trick is, there's a book or a manual or a, or a how-to video out there that will tell you how to do it. The leadership to figure out how to do the trick, why do so few people do it? It has nothing to do with knowing how the trick is done and every the art is a difficult part. Leadership is very much an art, a visceral connection to their tribe. Learning the trick won't do you any good if you haven't made a commitment. Elements of leadership. Leaders challenge the status quo. Leaders create a culture around their goal and involve others in that culture. Leaders have an extraordinary amount of curiosity about the world they're trying to change. Leaders use charisma to attract and motivate followers. Leaders communicate the vision of the future. Leaders commit to a vision and make decisions based on that commitment. Leaders connect their followers to one another. You don't have to be in charge or powerful or pretty or connected to be a leader. You just have to be committed. Understanding charisma. Think about charismatic leaders. They're young, they're old, they're women, they're men, they're white, they're black. Some are extroverted, some are shy. The only thing they seem to have in common is the fact that they're leaders. Most people have it upside down. Being charismatic is easy to give in to your fear and tell yourself that you don't have what it takes to lead. It's easy to rule yourself out when you get to the charisma part of the checklist. And it's easy to say you weren't born charismatic. No one's born charismatic. It's a choice, not a gift. How to sell a book or a new idea. Just sell one. Find one person who trusts you enough and sell them a copy. Find one person who trusts you enough and convince them of your new idea. Tribes grow when people recruit other people, not when the leader is always recruiting. And that's how ideas spread as well. The tribe doesn't do it for you as a leader. They do it for each other. Hard just got easy and vice versa. It used to be really hard to plow a field or fly across the ocean or build a company or run a factory. Those things are easy now. You can put them on a checklist and they'll get done. Is finding the faith to become a heretic, to seek out innovation, and then, in the face of huge amounts of resistance, to lead a team and push the innovation out the door and into the world.
Which would you prefer, trial or error? It's a myth that change happens overnight, that right answers succeed in the marketplace right away, or that big ideas happen in a flash. They don't. It's almost always a matter of accretion, improvement happening little by little over time. If your organization requires success before commitment, it will never have either. A big part of leadership is the ability to stick with the dream for a long time, long enough that the critics realize that they're going to get there one way or the other, so they just follow. Thank you for listening to the About Seth podcast. I hope you learned something along the way. I strongly urge you to check out more Seth Godin. You could either buy one of his books, check out one of his TED Talks, or subscribe to his daily blog. Or go to aboutseth.com. Thank you.